0: Glad you're here. Glad you're here to receive my mouth winds into your ears and the mouth winds of others today because we have a new guest reader for you. This episode today was recorded live at our Storytime at the Apes Nest live show. It's in February. The Somerville Armory Cafe, So a beautiful night, stories, squidginess, weird sounds. Today's story is written, performed by our friend Guy Benoit. It's called Arrest Mark Bolin and it's, oh, it's a wonder. Backing him up, some musicians you guys haven't heard on the show before. So, got another couple of newies for you. The band in question is the Weird Boys of Death Shepherd. So, hope you enjoy.
1: So y'all, sit at home, imagine you're watching a television show from the 1970s. This is going out to Matt Morano, who I think was there from the beginning. Mark Bolan was the biggest rock and roll star in England, but then he was framed for murdering his wife and had to go on to run. He traveled around Europe, barely ahead of the law, looking for the one-armed man who really committed the killing and will exonerate Mark Boland when found. It's arrest Mark Boland. Two English people were eating fish and chips at the funeral parlor when they heard a strange piping sound from behind the casket. Boy, that sounds like Mark Boland! exclaimed one. I say you're right answered the other. In a flash, Mark Boland leapt out from behind the coffin like a mojo-slickin' Buick LaForge. A glitter blur of feathers, sequins, and rhinestones dashing towards the door, a startled peacock. Core, it's Mark Boland, shouted one man. How'd he know the deceased? As Mark Bolin was boogieing across the car park like a fan belt drag racer hot from the block, his platform shoes clattering like Mickey Finn slapping the congas in double time. A phalanx of bobbies gave chase. I say, I say, I say, they said, a slap-back, rib-rack, jewelry-stone chariot and rattled off, leaving big divots in the tarmac. I say, exposulated a Bobby, we'll never nick him now. That Mark Bolin, he's harder to find than a hedgehog in a push broom factory. We'll never find this blasted Bolin character. Quick, someone called Paul Revere and the Raiders. Those Yates are so much better and smarter and more clever than we are when it comes to most things. The Bobbies threw down their distinctive helmets to the ground in collective frustration and wandered home past the big monument of Neville Chamberlain pasting Hitler right on the chin. Meanwhile, Bolin's curls swirled around Sensational, since losing the pennant to the Cincinnati Reds. Their mix of music hall theater, glam rock, and working-class odds proving no match for the hitting power of Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, and Dave Concepcion were failing to distract the young ladies from the absence of the bopping elf. Brian Ferry was too oily and too old, like a stepfather who refused to put his pants back on. Had returned to his home planet. Within hours, Mark Boland, a green, seen, underling druid of the night, had enshrouded himself in the shrubs, only to emerge disguised as Otis Redding. This was back in the 1970s, and you could do stuff like that, and people wouldn't get too offended. Gotta, gotta, got, to, got, to, got, to, got to, rast, Mark Boland. Meanwhile, Boland's arch-enemy, one-armed Davy Jones, the impaired saxophone player of the Conrads, was cockling to himself at the far end of the chip counter at Neville and Ivor's curry establishment. Poor blimey, that Mark Boland is in a fix, muttered Jones, adjusting his mitch-bashed eyeballs with his good hand. Jimmy Osmond had rebuked his advances behind the statue of Leroy and Skillet? Nah, hissed one arm Jones, but I was merely calling attention to the important fact that teeny bopper Mark Boland was on the run after murdering his wife. He claims he'd not done her in, reblested glitter. He claims it were a one-armed villain. One-Armed Jones stroked his hand with his chin, or his chin with his hand, while the restaurant fan, cause his other shirt sleeve, empty, to blow around like a windsock. By this point, Mark Boland was tunneling furiously under Scotland Yard like a non-stop jump-back mole on patrol. The last place the Bulls would think to look would be shit blows over, wouldn't that be a blinder? Dig, 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 see my baby dig. Meanwhile, within the august walls of Scotland Yard, Sherlock Holmes was fucking Sigmund Freud. Bitch, this is some good coke.
0: going for a moment. Benoit slash Guy Benoit and Death Shepherd. That was made in the greasiest heaven I have ever dared dream of. Thanks, fellas. Wow. Thank you, Guy. Thank you. Death Shepherd, you're all fantastic. Guy Benoit, you can find his film, Call of Charlie. It's hitting the horror movie festival circuit as we speak. Do, doing it wonderfully. The music you're hearing during the intro and the outro. It's not by Death Shepherd, it's by Horsewind. This time with Tyler Derryberry and Reverend Al Dedrick. Find that at horsewind.bandcamp.com. Hey, you know what? We've got another live story time at the Apes Nest coming up. That's going to be Tuesday, March 21st at the Midway Cafe in Jamaica Plain. Hope you can make it, should be a good one. We've got a heck of a lineup. We've got music from Animal Hospital, Death Shepherds coming back, a whole bunch of other great musicians, and we've got readers like uh, myself and Angela Sawyer and Tukey Kavanaugh, a couple of others. It's gonna be a heck of a thing to open up on your head, so. Well, I just hope you'll join us, either live or in your headphones for Storytime at The Ape's Nest.